Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gaspacho, police. Oh my God! What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker! Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. And we are processing and laughing back from this Labor Day weekend. Are we feeling fresh? How are we? Elise, welcome back. I am feeling very, very fresh off of, you know, I got some crisp Midwestern air. Was it crisp? I, I'm ready. Wow. To, it, it was so crisp. The, we went up to the lake in like northern Wisconsin and actually passed over into Michigan to do a little like hiking thing. And the air was crisp. Yeah. Very envious. Very envious. What did you get up to this uh, long weekend, Miss Tamaris? Um, what did I do? I went to uh, like just a million brunches, uh, <laughs> barbecue all day, hung out with my dogs, slept all day yesterday. Perfect. Just really fun New York. It was definitely... My friend threw a barbecue and she's like, I'm really surprised at the amount of people that came. And I'm like, no, everyone traveled all summer, racked up their credit cards. Yeah. And then by Labor Day is like, OK, let me chill and stay around here. So that was, I definitely was also f- found it notable. The city was like it was lit over the weekend. Normally it's it's pretty, pretty mild. Sammy, you stayed local, too, right? I didn't venture that far. I just went out to Long Island to a party at Aileen's, which was very fun. Um, and the rest of the weekend, I read a lot of books. I actually read two books. It was like one of those, it was one of those weekends where I'm like, just like attached wow, to my You deserve Kindle. a PhD for that. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, they're <laughs> not particular, you know, they're, you know, they're not, uh, not really like textbooks or anything. Um, I read, I read Token Black Girl by Daniel Prescott, which is a really interesting, her. like telling of her experience growing up in like New York and Connecticut as sort of like the token black girl in private school. And then she talks about in fashion and there's just so many interesting like insights on diet culture and, you know, the ways that she was like kind of forced herself and was forced by the experience she had to basically kind of like make herself invisible. And it was, it was very, really interesting read. I would recommend it. And, um, I also read the book The Club, which was a lighter fiction thriller. And That's I would like hundred percent right? recommend it. <laughs> yeah. I've heard really good. So good. Like, if you like thrillers, I've heard that one's really fun. I would really go with that one. So it was a nice yeah, relaxing yeah. reading weekend. And um yeah. What about you, Amanda? Your wedding is coming up. Yeah, I just fired off so many wedding emails. And the thing the thing about emails is that they come right back. Like you're not done with them. It's miserable. Don't have a wedding. Don't do what it. Are some of the wedding emails. It's just, you know, it's there's a lot of things that I haven't I mean, summer was our chaos for wedding people, so I haven't wanted to like really push them. I'm like, I know after Labor Day they'll be able to focus on this. So I was like, I had them all timed <laughs> for 
like Tuesday, <laughs> September 6th, fall wedding. It is my turn. But I mean, there's just it's just a bunch of little things that like I, I don't even think we can finalize yet. But like I just need to get out of my head because they're keeping me up at night. I keep having nightmares that it's like tomorrow and I haven't done anything. Yeah. It's very exciting. We're very excited for you. It was Two just poor timing with midterms. Time. Or a month No, Lisa, it's is like five an, weeks it's out. It's a month. Yeah. I was like, it's, but it's an exciting time, but it also is frustrating because there's a lot of stuff I remember that is like on your mind that you want to get done, but you actually can't do until like the actual week of. So it just feels very like there's exactly. so much to do, but I can't really be doing any of it. Right. And there's so much that like when you have to wait on those things, there's also like a bigger margin for error. So I'm just doing as much as I can now to minimize the margin for error for when that kind of like hell couple of weeks happens. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, but yeah, with I was telling Sammy, like with the wedding and midterms, there's just too much in my brain. Like I have two <laughs> lists up all the time and they're just like intermingling. I'm like, is Cory Booker going to be there to officiate? I'm like, wait, no. That's all right. Actually, I should extend an invite because he is local. He is local. If he's going to be in the in the city on Sunday, October 9th, you're welcome. I think he would be a great. I don't know how I feel about him being president. I think he would be a good president, but I feel like he would be a great wedding officiant. Absolutely. All about love and hugs and all of that. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Wouldn't be a dry eye. The effusive, like, I we're all here to celebrate joy. And like you're just like, ah, Corey. He really does have what it takes. Out. Yeah, to be a good like wedding officiant. Not oh, a he could make oh totally. When he when he retires, if he retire that he could definitely make a, a good side hustle there. But we were we were saying before we got on the mic that you know what? There is a real energy around midterms today. I'm noticing it. All my newsletters are like, midterms are here, they're happening. Everybody wants everyone to focus on midterms. But gals, we have been talking about midterms for a year and a half, 18 months. And there's only one thing that I really want to talk about today. And that is the Don't Worry Darling Press Tour. <laughs> oh, same. It's the only thing I can really get joy when I think about it. Like, And you know, there's so much. I was sort of absorbing it kind of like peripherally and then dove in this morning. And it is a very suppy topic indeed. There are layers. There totally. are layers. And I very much appreciate that this is what we're talking about today because I did actually try to not tune into the news this week. So I was like, gosh, I'm worried I'm going to be behind on things if we have a really newsy episode. But um, I did not tune out the Don't well, Worry we, Darling. A different kind of newsy <laughs> episode. Much that happened besides that a master, but we'll talk about later, Yeah, there's been a, a few sort of like Trump Trump dates, which Sammy can debrief us on uh, after, if if we have time. Before we start, can I go through what I think happened while I was gone and you can tell me if I missed anything? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Please. Okay. Student loans canceled $10,000 wow, per bar. I was already gone by student loans day. And I know that because I heard some pretty misinformed elderly Wisconsin mm. people talking about it and I didn't <laughs> go correct them about what they were protect saying. Protect yourself, protect your energy. I protected myself and I protected my energy, but um, they weren't fans. Um, <laughs> what, why? On what basis? Oh, what were they saying? Um, well, now, if somebody buys a car and they can't pay for it, do I got to buy their car? No. No. <laughs> yeah. no, it's not fair. And I'm like, okay, well, is it fair that I pay for your social security and your Medicare? Mm-hmm. And I'm a and first time home- homeowner, whatever the fuck, kids school, your Viagra, maybe. I said, 
I don't think they're open to being educated in this moment, so I stayed back. But that is how I knew student loans happened. <laughs> well, at least you could thank them because I think you may have missed this too. But $18,974 Millie's public student loan dollars are forgiven because Woo! I received Pell Grants in yes! college. So I'll go up there to Wisconsin and thank those ladies myself. Thank you yeah. very much. Yes. Yeah. Enjoying and my new car, which car. is just. <laughs> and if you want to give me a car, if, if I want to buy Biden's car, new policy. And yeah. hey, I'll go up to them. Hey, you guys, you personally forgave these student loans that I got. Can you also get a car that I cannot make payments for? <laughs> uh, and we'll see what they say. I'm okay. sure they will be loving and embrace that in the Midwestern way. Um, so that broke through. The other thing that broke through was like the picture of all the documents that Donald God. Trump mm-hmm. that, that were recovered. And then the third thing is that Joe Biden made that speech. Okay. Okay. In what did way you did that great, through? Great sequence for yeah, Biden. Those are good. The 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 um the what was the thing that stood out to Trump most about the 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 documents at least that I don't know. I'd love to know. Well, Trump called and was upset because he said that those documents played out made him look like a slob, and he's not a slob. <laughs> not with those his documents. Not with those documents. He had them very organized. The stolen documents of top secret information they were not spread out on the carpet like that. Excuse me. When the FBI planted them. But you know what? I read an article over the weekend that said, actually, he is quite messy with his documents. This is definitely like a New York Times article where it's like Maggie Haberman didn't have anything better to do. But a lot of sources were like, he likes to, he's not like tech literate. He takes boxes of documents with him. He takes his briefs. He takes magazine articles he wants to read. He'll take them on the plane. And as as the quote sounded, I just kept thinking about these. Like, I watch a lot of baby-led weaning videos on TikTok. And this is what it sounded <laughs> like. They were like, what? he just baby-led weaning. It's adorable. It's just teaching babies how it's to eat what they like. Eating. It's babies picking at their food and throwing it back and then putting it in their mouth again. And that's basically what they said Trump does with his documents. He just sort of like <laughs> sifts through them. He takes out like a contract. He puts it down. Someone describes like one time he just took a picture out of Michael Jackson and was like, you know who this is? No, this is Michael Jackson. He's a very good friend of mine. Just like real, <laughs> sen- just real, se- real senile shit. So that that is a headline that... um. I'm glad it didn't break through to you, Elise, because it sounds like it wow. was not accurate that he is neat with his documents. <laughs> yeah, that did not that did not make it. Um, and then, yeah, Biden's speech made it. And then one day I looked at Twitter and all I saw was in politics. It said in politics, trending, pure <laughs> evil. <laughs> I was like, I'm out. I don't need to know what that's about. <laughs> well, the thing about that Biden speech is what he actually said versus what people thought he said. Completely different. What do you mean? Okay. Elaborate. I can only imagine. Yeah. Well, people, you would think that he's giving the most communist, dictator ass speech. And when I tell you it was the most mild milk toast, he didn't even say fascist. He said semi-fascist. He didn't even want to go all the way in on the fascism. And people were losing their goddamn mind. It reminds me of when you said Taylor Swift made a whole documentary about what it post an Instagram post. And, but it <laughs> is it, Biden has had the sequence of event has led to a pretty unbelievable glow up for him. I mean, you're right. Like, you know, Saint Hoax pe- posted clips of that speech. You know, sort of as like, woo, look at Biden. And as Democrats who want to see Democrats elected, it's great that he has a sheen. But you're right. It, it's like this is all you had to do is do one sassy quote tweet thread. 
that every every liberal on Twitter has been doing that format for six fucking years. Yeah. You do one quote <laughs> mm-hmm. thread and say fuck MAGA people sort of one time. And we've been telling you, Joe. Yeah. Well, somebody I said Biden, I mean, and we've criticized Biden a lot of like when he talks about Republicans, like, this is not who we are, like this fascism, like that's not who we are. And then this speech is like, this is who some of y'all are. <laughs> yeah. Some of y'all are this way. Yeah. And people lost their shit. Also, the red background. I'm sorry. Iconic. Iconic. Yeah. Iconic. I think I like more Biden's red background. Maybe I'm partisan. Better than Melania's scary Christmas <laughs> garden rose shit. It looks cool. It looked cool. Obviously, it, you know, they cut it out to cut the blue and the red or whatever. Yeah. But it looks sick. Yeah. I saw that picture of him where he looks like, ah, like he's yelling and his fists are up that they were sharing. And like all... I just saw so many conservative people sharing it, being like, this is horrible. And then another <laughs> someone else finally being like, hey, pro tip for politics. Maybe don't share a picture that makes your opponent look really cool. <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> it's the curse of the dark Brandon. As soon as they named him dark Brandon, it's like they activated something metaphysical <laughs> that turns everything around. And In now dark Brandon. is dark is Brandon. Is Brandon his middle name? Where did they get the Brandon? No, it's because... So instead of um, let's go Biden, they yeah. they changed it to no. It was no. Okay, I've told this story on the podcast Biden, before. At least it, tell it starts it, at more. a NASCAR race. Yeah. It starts at a NASCAR <laughs> race. <laughs> I will I will go through it once again. A I explained it to Caitlin last time. Elise will do the honors this time. Yeah. So this is white culture correspondence. Apparently. Right here. <laughs> Thank Let's you. go, Brandon. Comes from a NASCAR race where and a bunch of the people cars are. They go in a circle and, then, and they and don't then, go yes, anywhere. And they go fast. And then and there's the Talladega Nights movie about it. Okay, okay. So <laughs> there's M and M's on a leather jacket. Yes, we got it. There's what, like yeah, a, a. I don't even know that. what these references are. So there is a reporter at this race. She's reporting on the race. There is, I guess, a racer at this point named Brandon. The crowd is chanting, fuck Joe Biden. For some reason, whatever. Someone started it. It's an NASCAR race. So the crowd is chanting, fuck Joe Biden. The reporter goes, oh, they're chanting, let's go, Brandon. And that clip became really famous. It actually is very funny because they are clearly saying, fuck Joe Biden. (laughs) She's like, let's go, Brandon. And so now let's go. Brandon is slang for fuck Joe Biden, which actually there's a lot of let's go. Brandon merchandise in northern Wisconsin. (laughs) I was just going to say, though, but I feel like since Biden has reclaimed it, they look pretty silly now with your let's go, Brandon. I mean, it's neutralized. Yeah, it is a little bit. It, well, it's it, like, it definitely is. It's like MAGA claimed Let's Go Brandon from this mistake. And then it's almost like Biden has reclaimed Brandon yeah. during the dark <laughs> Brandon. Now we're in the dark Brandon era. Hopefully yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. it carries through for just the rest of the time. So please. Yeah. It's like when Trump joked about Kofefe and then it's like, OK, well, we can't do Kofefe anymore because now he <laughs> said he said it as a joke and Precisely. he understands the joke, which is horrible. <laughs> well, fair yeah. to say, quite a summer glow up, quite a summer glow up for Biden. Maybe his Thank comms team should uh, should be. You're welcome. Anytime. Anytime. Don't never hesitate. No, no dumb questions. No I thought it questions. was like his middle name. These people are so <laughs> Robin, dumb. That is the origins are so Robinette is even cuter. Like, if you're going to go like the, 
Yeah, but you can go like the homophobic route. Not that I'm encouraging that, but that would at least make a little bit more sense. A a, a mistake at a NASCAR joke. That's pretty. That's pretty like uh, niche there. Republican. Yeah, well, they're doing the low. Yeah, they're they're grabbing for the low hanging fruit. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying. He loves airplanes. He loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. I'm Betches co-founder Jordana Abraham, and this episode is brought to you by Instacart. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on, while she's sneezing, coughing, aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us, trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues to tea to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. So for our next story, some people just don't get along at work. And when those two people are incredibly famous women promoting the movie they made together, we all get to talk about it. So last night's international premiere of the film Don't Worry Darling looked like the culmination of months of tension built up between the film's director, Olivia Wilde, and its star, Florence Pugh. Now, if you have only heard this peripherally and you're like, why the fuck are they talking about this? Bear with me because I thought the same thing until I looked into it. I was like, I don't know if this concerns us. But oh boy, boy, are there some layers here to discuss. So there are a few origins to this tension here. And it's not just like tension between the two of them. There are a lot of intervening people, intervening males. So people started, I just like that phrase. I think I'm going to use it more, intervening males. (laughs) People started perceiving a potential issue after Florence Pugh told a magazine that she wasn't really into the film's first trailer. So the first trailer for this film, there was in it, there was a sex scene, a really like pretty intimate sex scene between she and Harry Styles. And she felt like that was like reducing her role in the film to just like a really sexy, you know, clip in a, fil- in, in a trailer. And after that, she didn't really promote the movie at all. And that was odd because she previously had, she usually did use it. And this is also, people thought that was odd and started piecing together that there were some other signs that things, you know, might not have gone. So weren't so chummy on this set. Sources have told reporters that Florence Pugh wasn't just wasn't happy with Olivia Wilde's direction on the film and said this was I guess this is partly this is all like hearsay and like you know third third like sources telling sources telling an outlet and this was apparently partly because of her relationship with Harry Styles who was in the film and the relationship started when they were on the film together so I guess Pugh has told sources that there was like a sense that Olivia Wilde wasn't as present for actors as she should have been 
And then also apparently something happened where like Olivia Wilde was really intense about COVID on the set, but she and Harry Styles were spotted at an international wedding. And then that caused like drama at the workplace. Basically, it sounds like she, among at least Florence Pugh, she kind of like lost faith in some of the people that were working for her. Now let's discuss, there's a lot of layers here. Now let's discuss the Shia LaBeouf of it all. So he was originally cast in Harry Styles' role all the way back in 2020. Then he was fired. Olivia Wilde said in a Variety article where basically a lot of what she said is now being referenced around new stuff coming out, said that she fired him because he had combative energy. I guess he has some sort of immersive process that sounds intolerable, but also oh, he's been really? accused of abuse. Yeah, <laughs> figures. What a surprise that he, he, he's not safe to work with. But, and you know, Olivia Wilde, sort of part of her, her thing, not even as a, a woman director, just as a director that she says a lot is that she protects her actors and she protects people on set. So she was like, I had to protect, you know, the culture on set. And he just wasn't a vibe. But Shia LaBeouf shot back, famously not a stable person, that he wasn't fired, but he quit. And he published a video where Olivia Wilde, it's not great for her. She seems to suggest that the issue was actually Florence Pugh, that it could be solved if Miss Flo could get her stuff together. And this is all, all of this is playing out publicly while Olivia Wilde and the others are in a press tour for the movie coming out in a month. And they were seen all together last night. And it seemed, it seemed icy. I don't even know where to start, how to unpack this. I know how I'm looking at it as like, what parts of this, this micro scandal or drama are sexist, which parts are earned, which parts aren't sexist, but the way we're consuming it are sexist. I don't know. Where do we start? I think part of why this blew up in the way it did was for two reasons. One was how it was, it became impossible to ignore once you saw their body language as it was being telegraphed, I think in part that is due to TikTok and the, and the virality of it. I also feel that this is such a rare, pure Hollywood scandal in that the stakes are fairly low. They're not, they don't involve like physical harm to my knowledge. They don't involve um, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know all the details at this point. You know, I think there have been some you know, speculations about, you know, some external pieces that we're not fully aware of. But ultimately, it's like fairly harmless. And for people who are supposed to be like the top actors, they're not very good at acting like there was no drama at the film festival. And I think that's what made it like, at some point, I just couldn't look away because of how many funny jokes about it there were. And, mm. and then the whole thing with the spit, which personally, I don't think that Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine. I'm going to I don't think that start, either. Start. <laughs> I missed that. I missed that development. That's the you latest the, development. The, the it's the least relevant Amanda. to the Betches Sup. Um, okay. Just put it that way. Some people think so, that Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine in this video. I don't. Mm. I, I think anger that, spit? I don't. It, well, it's all unclear, but I don't gotcha. think that Harry Styles spit on him. I feel like it's, he spit on him. I don't think it was on purpose. I feel like sometimes <laughs> when you're talking... Or yeah. you could just hawk a loogie, which is gross, yeah. but maybe some splashback up. I don't think. Yeah, I guess that's what him. I mean. Is like I don't think he haw hawked a loogie at Chris. No, he definitely did anger. not. <laughs> no. I think what happened is part of because the body language was so awkward. I think Chris Pine was sort of like, oh shit, I'm between Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles, and Olivia keeps trying to get his attention and meet his eye, and he will not look at her. So, like, what is going on there? It was all just very clear, the tension physically. To get to the sexism, like, I'll be honest, my take on the story, I do not think that 
the circumstances are necessarily sexist. Unless you consider just that Olivia Wilde as a female director. Oh, I hate that I'm even calling her a female director because she is, first of all, she's a young director. She's a fairly new director. People, I think, had a lot of confidence that this was going to be a good project because her first project was did really well. So people were really excited about it. It has a lot of huge stars and upcoming names. It's truly star-studded. So I think part of it is that it is sexist. I don't believe that what ultimately is going on here is sexist, but because of the because of who she is and her level of power, which is a function of her being a woman and a new-ish direct a new director, there are obviously going to be sexist comments and there are gonna be sexist takes that come about. But I don't think that like the drama inherently is sexist. So I personally didn't really start following it super closely until the release of the Shia video because I was pretty much putting it in the category of, you know, Harry. if Harry Styles' stands are involved, I was wary of critique of Olivia Wilde with that because I was just like, we're dealing with stan culture here. They've villainized her in some pretty intense ways. So I do think there's a lot of sexism involved in like the Styles stands and her relationship with Harry. But I think the thing that drew me in and the thing that does make me feel like Olivia fucked up something here was the Shia video because in that video, number one, she had done all this press where she made it really, she tried to kind of build this reputation for herself of having this no assholes policy and saying like, I fired him off of the set. Now Shia LaBeouf has hired a new PR person. He's trying to do this. He's trying to get his web redemption or whatever. And he can't really do that if she's still saying this stuff. And he actually had receipts to show I mean, the video of her, she's saying like she's asking him to come back on the film and she talks negative or she calls Florence Pugh Miss Flo, which I feel like it just gave me the vibe that I'm like, okay, so you're going to in public say that you're doing all this stuff to protect this woman. But then in private, actually, you're like calling her this nickname and asking this guy to come back on the film and all of this stuff. I don't I know some people think that Florence Pugh didn't like was morally opposed to the cheating between Harry and Olivia. I don't think that's true. I think that the sources that say she thought it was a messy set and maybe she didn't think the movie turned out that good might actually be the root of why she just wasn't promoting. Well, well. to me, I'm just like, the sexism that comes to me is like, I feel like every director, you kind of like, part of the job is like, kissing ass to the actors and being like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And you just say shit. I think that Olivia's mistake was recording it in video and having it as receipts. But like, I'm sure directors say shit like this all the time. We can find videos. I mean, there's no videos of people kissing Harvey Weinstein's ass, but there's probably some amazing video, like people that we think are so amazing that were kissing his ass, even though they know, you know what I mean? So like that doesn't, but I I guess the thing that really gets me is like, Chaya is a liar. He's lied. He's beat the shit out of every single girlfriend he's ever had. Right. Like he's a terrible human being. He lied about fucking Honey Boy, ruined that woman's career. Like the woman that directed Honey Boy, like 
It was this whole fucking thing about how Honey Boy is like his life and he got a female director and he's going to really redemption. He said all this nasty, disgusting, racist shit to a lot of people. And it was all because his dad abused him. But it's like, okay, yeah, like Olivia has this video, but it's also like, Shy is a liar. Like, we can't, like, fuck him, you know? And then I guess the thing that I heard, which I believe is kind of in line a little bit with what Elisa's saying was like, Olivia and Harry were so into being this new relationship that a lot of her attention went to Harry and Flo had to take, like, step up and, and, um, take a lot of responsibility and she ended up directing a lot of the stuff and if you hear the like the reviews are saying she was great the reviews are saying also that olivia wilde is a good director she has a lot of cool shit but a, a lot of the the criticism of the actual movie itself is coming from the screenplay um and like the plot not necessarily that like it was shot poorly or that the performances weren't good mm-hmm. it was just like Same. why did it end like this it's literally the third act that gets a, gets a lot of shit so are you guys gonna watch this i am yeah a hundred percent Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same, with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama is back along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Okay, just to the Shia LaBeouf of it all, like, My take on that whole situation is that this is one of those situations where it's like you have a very volatile actor who the director needs to stroke their ego, even though and like make him believe that they're that he's quitting sort of like when you're dealing with someone like that, you almost kind of have to like manage that situation to make him feel like he's quitting. So like I feel like there's probably more to that story than just that one video but I understand why if you're Florence Pugh, you're just like, this is a terrible situation. And now the director is fucking my co-star and giving him way more attention and making this like all about sex when there should be a lot more to this than what. But she's distracted. Like, I 
you know, I do kind of feel, I can't help but feel a little bit like of, of like sympathy for Olivia Wilde in that it appears to me that she was sort of like riding high, doing amazing. Expectations were like really high. Then it appears to me that she like kind of blew up her own life. And because of her distraction with this relationship and the big changes she had made in her life. And I think that she kind of like maybe whiffed on the movie a little bit, not like horribly, but maybe it wasn't as good as if her head was fully in the game and she wasn't like seeing it through the eyes of her, of her boyfriend. Like, you know, it's like, (laughs) yeah. I want to, so, okay. With regard to the Shia of it all, I agree that Shia LaBeouf is like not a trustworthy person. I would not let him through my into my home without <laughs> any of my friends. The thing that like made me feel differently about Olivia Wilde from the video, because I agree with what you guys are saying that like there's probably a lot more to that. Directors have to do a lot of schmoozing, etc. Is that I find it uh, unsavory to me for her to have been trying to build this reputation of like. I fired him off of my set because I have a no assholes policy and I'm protecting Florence Pugh. And Mm. then it comes out that it's like, she actually asked him to stay on the set, even if she was trying to maybe finesse a situation. It's like this presentation that she said of like, he misbehaved and he was out is clearly not what happened. And I think it's kind of fucked up that part of her schmoozing of the situation involved saying making backhanded comments about her star who she's now in the press tour saying that this is I wanted to protect her and da 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 so that for me made me feel like I was like um not a not a pick me girl but like mm-hmm. uh a, a little bit of that yeah like a little bit of that inconsistent where it's like you're gonna pretend to be yeah feminist but then when you're talking to him after you're getting what i think she's just i think in the video she had just gotten off a horse yeah she's, she's like, like all sweaty sorry yeah. i was just riding my horse yeah oh my God. <laughs> like when you're when the when it actually like comes down to it what you're actually saying to this guy isn't you've been a jerk and i'm not gonna let you on my set it's like oh no maybe you're she said like maybe it would be the wake-up call miss needs it's like why are you talking about her like that if you're gonna go now in the press and say you protect her that's yeah. what is shady to it me fully about like it. like she didn't have whoever's back was complaining and she's like oh you know i'm the boss so i have to come and say this to you and you know sometimes maybe people's complaints are not valid but obviously like hers probably what i mean this guy's an abuser of course what he was like he i read that he was like i he hadn't he said that he hadn't actually implemented his method process yet, but he was like, I'm gonna. And it sounds like that method process is being a crazy fucking asshole. So yeah, I, I'm with, I feel also conflicted. It's like this video makes her look terrible, but it's also kind of stings that we got it from such a terrible place. You know, like yeah. he, he gets to be the hand that casts this sort of like this blow that really kind of made her look bad. But I think because like, I think plenty of male directors are, drop the ball occasionally and have projects that they were distracted on. And there are just fewer women directors. So it's going to be more, seem more significant and pronounced when a woman does it. And, you know, I don't think that I haven't seen too much sexism around this in terms of like, she does this because like, this is why women can't direct movies. There's none of that. We're kind of like past that. But, um, but I do think it's like, as we've, 
I'm heartened that people seem to like having more conversations like we have, where we're sort of like detailing the points at which sexism could be amplifying this and saying here it does and here it doesn't, because I think that's important too, like not to cry sexism where it isn't, but to be frank, like, you know, if there were more female directors, this wouldn't be so, if if a man, men do this all the time and it's not noteworthy and it doesn't break into this fight that the internet absolutely laps up that we're doing right now. And that needs to be considered. But there's also like, yeah, that video is like not great. That would really piss me off if I saw like my boss publicly undermining me or not publicly, but like to the person I was having a problem with. And it does seem like Florence Pugh, Miss Flo, is not like it, it is interesting to see how she has behaved in the promotion of this movie, because as the Pew stands will say, she's usually very effusive about her projects, really there posting all the time. So clearly something, there is a rift between them. Speaking of like rifts between directors, like Adam McKay and Will Ferrell had a very public rift, um, like actually outright. I mean, Adam McKay specifically, this is a messy queen, was like, I messed up so bad. I did something really mean. I'm so, like in magazines because like, Will just completely blocked him on every... Yeah, but, like, we don't even know about... Like, Mm -hmm. I only know because I listen to, like, TV reviewing podcasts, but it was, like, he got mad at Will Ferrell and cast somebody in something that Will Ferrell was supposed to be. John C. Riley in the new... Winning Time. In Winning Time. Yeah, he gave Will Ferrell's part to John C. Riley in Winning Time. Time and now they're not friends anymore. That is so interesting yeah. because you're so juicy right. Drama equally it's juicy, juicy, but equally it's like we're not A-list. talking about it. Yeah. Like right. oh, right. like Adam McKay is in a good blah 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 or like this and that. You know, so are those it's like people as saying, big like, as Harry Styles though? Like they're they're not Will Harry Styles. He's not Will Harry Styles. This definitely brings in, in another this, generation. Not for in this sure. decade. Yeah. Will Ferrell is not but Harry Will Styles. Will Ferrell's Will Ferrell. Like, but he's. You're talking old school. You're talking anchorman. Like, but he doesn't like, have it's not like, like a stan contingency. Yeah, yeah but no, not like yeah. with Gen Z. Of yeah, course. that's yeah. what I mean. But like, he's big. It's like certain, but I think it's even actors can never get as big as like pop stars. I think can get in certain moments. But, you're, but to the same thing, it's Adam McKay just directed like Don't Look Up with Meryl Streep, Ariana Grande. Like, it's not like these. Uh, my, my, uh, like. I think that you're right that they have like Harry Styles is Harry Styles. It's like, because of him. They have all these it's like because of him. I think I don't. I think he's the person who like rockets this whole thing to the next level. If it were like a lesser known male lead, I don't think this would a be happening. Also, I I think there is a little bit of inherent sexism in the curiosity of the Olivia Wilde Harry Styles relationship because of the age gap with the gender like that interest i think may have some like innate sexism in it but i think the real question of like what the sexism is is like what happens next to her and to florence Pugh and to all the people in the in the movie and like how does this ultimately affect them is like i think or i i have concerns or other female directors which again i think we are hopefully evolved enough there are enough out there that it's not like oh olivia the woman kind of dropped the ball on this one. It's like, there is a critical mass of women. She has a thing with Universal. She has one Marvel movie that she's directing. Like, she's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about both of them is like, they're both go, I mean, Florence is going through a breakup right now too. She doesn't have the affable Zach Braff to come home to. Oh God. 
Maybe she likes that, that she doesn't have no, the apple to come She home. was seen on the beach with that other guy. She said she's okay. not The one that him. has that face. What? I think Elaborate. I don't know who, if this is who you're talking about, but she said she's not dating. She just denied dating someone. But it, they were on the beach together chilling, is what I'm going to say. And and I'm gonna I'm saying that guy that fa- the face I just but, googled him and I and I saw his face and I was like oh he's the guy that has that face what's the name what's the name <laughs> his name is Will Poulter no she's not she denied dating him they're just friends okay but says. they were at the beach all hugged up and kissy okay. so maybe that's what I'm like, saying like recently maybe they're just mm-hmm. hooking Will up. Poulter look the, the face he yeah that's, that that face. is an unusual face. You'll have to, listeners will have to Google. That is all of our time for today. We will be back tomorrow with our regularly scheduled political programming. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman, and this is The Betcha Sub Podcast. Bye. The Betcha Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and send us your emails to suppod at betches.com. Betches.